Welcome back to System and Trivia, the podcast where we talk about people. Before we start, this is Brent. I have a huge package. <laughs> and I've been... And if you couldn't guess, by Jason's wildly inappropriate intro. It's not inappropriate. The people were asking. <laughs> no, what? No. The number of tweets we've what gotten about that have been immensely zero. Have vast. been zero. zero. Many <laughs> zero, zero tweets. Precisely At least zero. 19 people asked. There have been zero people. Considering we only have like twenty listeners, that's a lot. Jason, I see every single tweet that gets tweeted to that. So do I. Hmm. And there have been zero. Oh, they're sending it via the physical mails. Did you not say Twitter? He did. He did. He did. They they tweeted to tell me they sent me a letter. I challenge. I challenge. No, that's not what they did either. Pull through and pull his recording and put it right after that. She doesn't even need to. We can just listen. Sure. With, like, we, yeah, sure. normal people will know what I just said. No, normal people will know you're full of shit. He's full, Anyways, of, he's full of who shot John, a fan. As Jathan, as Jathan hinted at, thank you. It wasn't as Jathan hinted at. No. What? All right. Just clam calm down. Let down. me get through this. All right, okay. sir. Very calm. Clam Denal. Clam Denal. Clam Denal. As Jathan hinted at, we are talking about packaging tonight. Now, two episodes ago, we talked about repositories, running your own custom repositories, things like that. I had hoped to talk about packaging before then, because it kind of makes sense, right? But then it also doesn't make sense, because probably more people are going to be running local mirrors of repositories than they would be custom packages. So then I changed that up, and then Jathan was like, oh, BT Dubs, we have this guest on and it happened to fall smack excuse you the two episodes do not yes. blame me for this inconsistency and hiatus the people no. were asking for a break no they Dang. were not <laughs> who are these t- who are the people that you're talking about yes, they they're the ones who tweeted at us who <laughs> oh the zero people that did okay so no i wanted to keep them close together but it didn't unfortunately work out due to scheduling reasons with which uh Jathan was responsible good job Jathan. but now we're up. going to sort of wrap this up maybe not entirely because i'm sure you know we'll have more to say on it later but for now we're going to be talking about custom packages that you can use to populate your custom repositories <sighs> so that being said what is everyone drinking tonight? Oh, yeah. Can you drink now, Jathan? Or are you still on that medication that doesn't let you drink? Obviously, he can. He was drinking during the oh, yeah, show. That's right. <laughs> I don't pay attention to Jathan anymore, so that's fine. Jathan, why don't you tell us what, what you were and are drinking? Well, my name is Jathan, and I am drinking Tangeray and Tonic, baby. Okay, so, so and tonic. A, specifically a double gin and tonic. Yes, I filled He's... a mason jar with the the <laughs> beverage because I didn't want to run out halfway through and have to leave the room. So right, I yeah. wanted to make sure I had enough. And You're doing which it for you the do pay. frequently, also, by the way. Why did you just make yeah, two? Why did you just make two? Because the one would get watered down it, by it the would. time. If you drank them fast you could, enough, no, it would. you could. Uh, so what? No, what you do is you get a. Why do I need two? Why do I need to ice. waste two glasses? Oh, call, call I'm saving th- the goddamn. You planet. don't need to waste the second Why one. Why do you if hate the sea turtles? Why are you using disposable cups? I'm not. It's a glass. That's why only washing okay. one glass is still better than washing two glasses. It is. You don't need to wash it if you're just putting ice in it. It's literally water, Jathan. Well, you wanted me to mix one, have ice in a separate glass, and dump it in when I was ready. No. Now well, you want three uh, glasses. You, one for the first gin you, tonic, one for the second. All right, hold and on. And then the hold one for the ice. Calm down. Calm down. This is right, getting to be 
a huge no, production. Listen, and then they would J-Fun. have to hear me dumping it in. It'd be like J-Fun. taking a pee on the air. You don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Uh, J-Fun, but, listen you know. to me. All right. What you could do <sighs> is get a bowl of ice or a large, wide glass of ice, whatever, and then keep the gin there. Cool. On the ice. Okay. And yes, chilled. Shh. I don't have a measuring device. You, you don't, don't need you, a measuring device. You know, and then from there, when you were ready for your second one, you can even use the same first glass. Right. No, need a new why, lime. Why too. would you need a new lime? I, I the, want a new lime. Why would you? Why? Okay, well, then I don't you can want rest, a recycled you can lime. Rest, Jathan, you can rest the lime on the ice and still not have to clean the bowl. Right. right. And then your ice would keep, your lime would mm-hmm. keep fresh and you would. Still, only you need to clean okay, the surprise, thing you that even you're keep doing right now. I'm chilled in the bowl with the jizz. What I think about drinking alcohol is that you should drink alcohol however you are happy drinking alcohol. <laughs> and I find that I'm happiest when I drink more alcohol. But therefore, you're you're getting the same amount of alcohol in this proposed solution. Right. Only it doesn't taste like a double gin. Right. Nothing. T- it doesn't taste any different. Com- it's the same proportion. Which you were complaining about. No, no, no. Bef- in the pre-show, it is the same. Hated. Back me up here. Yes, was he, he was. or was he, he was not complaining about the double gin and tonic? My gin and tonic is one part gin to two parts tonic. He was whinging like a bitch. So I used okay. four ounces of gin and eight ounces of tonic in a fucking mason jar. Just okay. let me be. <laughs> you're not my real dad, and you're a Jay butthole. Jathan, I'm, I'm whining and mad now because you're wrong. I'm not wrong. You could have done it so much I'm better for the fans. You could have had it so you would not just need saying. to make a second a, a double right. genotonic. You could have just had a What's second What's wrong with just making a double? Everything. Because then you wouldn't complain about the taste. I'm complaining about you complaining about me. Complaining. No, complaining about <laughs> everybody just shut up and everything will be fine. I am proposing a solution uh, to your manufacturing problem. I hate problem. this podcast. We should just <laughs> throw it away. Why are you so mad? Mad. <laughs> I mean, my wife. Would, Shut up! Why are you drinking, you fucker? A, a Wednesday, I get back again. So you know. Okay. Well, anyways, there's an Payton. easy out here, Peyton. <laughs> no, Jathan, stop. Peyton, what well, are you drinking? drinking? I have absolute, and I'm drinking it, and it feels good. Okay. No Glenmorangie. Uh, well, I, I have it over there, but I'm not drinking. I'm drinking absolute time. Got it. Because okay. I haven't had it. In um, a while, I am. So, you know. uh, white girl. Shut your I, fucking pie hole, here we go. fucking here we shit go. fuck cack. I am drinking a Victory Dirt Wolf again, because I have, like, four left, and I got tired of seeing them sitting there, so. Yeah, you know, you can Since only... Since you guys were so mad about my drink, I just finished all of it. Well, that I, was stupid. What, to spite us? You could have had a second one ready yep, to go. could have. I don't need two doubles. You... No, oh I'm saying God. you could have had two singles. So, let's talk about something he actually will understand. This is, this is called Play-Doh. <laughs> Okay. Play dough. Okay. You know when you say something like this is called, it doesn't really work because we're audio only and we're, we're we can't even see each other right, right now. I'm flipping no, I can also. see you. I can see you. you. No, you're in an entirely different state, Jathan. No, you cannot trust see me, me when I tell you. I don't even have a webcam hooked up. You cannot see me. See you. you can't see Jack shit. Oh, okay. yeah. Hayden, there do you want to give us the tip? So, this is the tip. Just mm-hmm. the tip. Some people's mm-hmm. tips are a little bit bigger than others. You know, we'll, we'll, we won't quiver or argue about, you know, what's what. So, tonight I'm talking about find. Now, you may be like, mm-hmm. find? Well, what's the big deal about find? Well, find, find is great. Find is fantastic. You can actually delete mm-hmm. files with find. 
I thought that was fucking miraculous. Or directories. Or directories. Yes, or directories. So find uses a particular pattern. uh, That's find and the location. And you can use dash name and then pattern. You can even put a dash print at the end of it. I've never done that, but you can. You can actually even go even deeper than that. You can do a file when it was accessed. How many days ago? So that would be dash Mm -hmm. a time in. Well. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. That requires... It requires you to not have no a time or real a time. You need real right, a time right, to use right, right, right. A, a time but we will we will get to yes. That. So or well, end time I find is a lot more right. Useful. So we, uh, you also have m time, which was when the file was modified n days ago. So that would be dash mm-hmm. m time n. You can find by file size. That's dash size n. You can find mm-hmm. by type c. Either mm-hmm. plain text, which is an f, or d as a directory. You can find by fs type. Mm-hmm. You can, of course, find by name. You can find by the file's owner, which is user, USR. You can find by group, GRP, or you can find by permission. Where the access mode is P, where P is an integer. Which is super handy super for fixing handy. Yeah, application. And, and for hardening yeah, WordPress, absolutely. too. Well, fuck WordPress. Well, right, but sometimes sure, you have to. Sure. So, I mean, I would fuck WordPress every day if I didn't have to use it. What? But I digress. <laughs> I find it repugnant. I, 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 I would I not touch it with a 10 so you can use plus and minus modifiers <laughs> so like, with a time, m time, and size to increase their usefulness. So you yep. can do an, a dash m time plus seven, which that will match a file that's mm-hmm. been modified more than seven days ago. You can do a, a dash mm-hmm. a time minus two, which is a file that's been accessed less than two days ago. So if you have a file that's between Thursday and Friday and it's Saturday, and you're, so you would use that. You can also mm-hmm. do the minus uh, dash size plus 100. So any files that are larger than 100 blocks, which is about 50 kilobytes. You can also join multiple options by the and or the or with the dash O. So again, find is really, really nifty. You can use, you can look I'm, it up via the, go I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. Did you say hundred blocks is equal to about 50 That's kilobytes? That's what it says here. Maybe less, whatever. Yeah. That might be it might outdated. Be. It might be. Because most, Don't most modern take files it as, use 4K yeah. Don't size. take it as, uh, as gospel here. Right. So anyway, you can find man in the man pages under man find. It is not a top man, it's just a find. So dash print will display the path names of magic files. Dash exec command. So you can exec- execute a command on a file. You can do a OK command, dash OK command. So that'll prompt before executing the command. You can also <laughs> dash mount, which will, that's a system five, restrict to file system of starting directory. You can do a dash x dev, which will that's a BSD restrict to file system of starting directory, and dash prune, which will not descend into subdirectories, and that is also a BSD. So executed commands must end with a backslash semicolon, and you may use curly braces. So that's fine. Hmm. If you have more questions about find, use the man page, or you can ask now. Right. Yeah. So I use find a lot. Mm-hmm. One word of caution is to be careful about the file names. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have... shit. Careful. Oh, yes. Yeah. You yeah. can. So you got to be really careful about how you parse those files. I never do. Out. I just fucking YOLO, but you should. Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely just go ahead and, you know, tab complete that out. You know, no problems there. Well, no, it's, I mean, it. the whole point is to find. All right, 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 right. right hence right, the name. Right. File names and directory names. And stuff. Right. So if it has unexpected characters in there, like Unicode or mm-hmm. Dash even or something like that, you can, if you're just piping that directly into another program or something, you can mess yourself up. So it's better to use something like XR or, you know, pipe it through said first to sanitize it. But 
what I've been taking to doing is just foregoing find altogether and just using Python's OS walk, which basically does the same thing. Right. It's just a little bit more manual because you have to manually do stuff like stat the file and so on and so forth. Yeah, real men use Perl to do it. Oh, no. Nobody's uh, using Perl anymore. Can we kick him? <laughs> Probably scrub where I just said that person's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, edit up. Please scrub. Please scrub the uh, <laughs> the person's name. He's in said. my drunken stupor. <laughs> You're drunk already. I mean, I just drank a double of gin and tonic in 29 minutes. We are not even 14 minutes into the raw. It's gonna be fucking fantastic, my friend. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. You know? like, it's gonna be it's great. I can't be wait great. to see how this one turns out. I'm so okay. Anyways, now. so. <laughs> Learn find because even if you don't use it for scripting and yep. parsing, it's still immensely useful yeah. to diagnose problems. I would say it's one of the most used utilities for me in one-liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Same here. You know, the the nice thing about it is if you find a file that's if you're like you clean you clean up space and you're like I want to delete everything that's X days old, you can do a find on that and and delete it right there without having to. Yeah, yep. but which can also the, you know hurt you, but at the same time. It's very, very helpful, you know, as long right. as you... you uh, what were you saying, Jason? Right. Oh, right. I just realized that, mm. you know, depending on your file system and setup and blah, 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 users can yeah. change things like M time. So, yeah, a small yeah, aside so from find, but be careful when you're deleting things based on time, basically. Right, because <laughs> right, sometimes even opening a file will alter the M time, and that's not good for anyone. Well, it yeah, could so be, depending. On what? Yeah, yeah, Sometimes exactly, things depending. can be Depending good. on what? So, thank you, Jathan. Sometimes <laughs> as fuck. things can be good. I'm putting that in in the show notes summary. Sometimes I think that's things the name of the good. episode now. No, that's too long for a name. Of an prophetic episode. as okay. fuck. Too nonsensical. Sometimes too thing good. No, that oh did he say gosh, prophetic as fuck? That's what I, I am. I think so. Who wouldn't follow me if I were like a preacher? People would fucking follow. Why me. I would, would not. Not follow I, you. I think I'm going to start a new podcast where I give sermons. Oh my gosh! No. <sighs> okay. Anyways, so that has been fine. Like You're not I said, very supportive, Dad. Very useful a tool. But now I'd like to talk about actually packaging, right? So, well, I think I'd like to start off with the experience or knowledge that we have about. I like it, to use and then recycled we'll go cardboard and you know the really no, not oh, that. Right, right. Uh, software packaging. Software, Thank that's, you. Right. that's right. So I have done maybe two Debs in my entire life. Because I don't use anything that uses Debian anymore or Debian based. But it's not too bad from when I did it. Keep in mind, this was maybe like 10 years ago. So it may be more complex now. But when I was packaging Debian.debs, it wasn't too bad. I liked it more than I liked packaging RPMs. And ironically, now I, I package a fair amount of RPMs. I package maybe internally uh, seven or eight RPMs, which is a pain in the butt. I just, I don't like it. Just mostly because there's a lot of design choices about RPM that... They're archaic. They're archaic, yeah. They haven't really changed a whole lot with time. I mean, they have, but, you know, I mean, it's usually not enough to fix a lot of the problems that they have. They just kind of slap new stuff on, and it, it gets ugly. I have patched and built Gen 2, a couple Gen 2 e-build packages. Oh, good for you. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't done any from scratch, I don't mm -hmm. think. And I've built a ton of Arch packages because they're immensely easy. I even had maybe three at this point get adopted into the community repo. Extremely easy. Could Jathan do it with his eyes closed? Jathan has done it, dude. 
Jason has done it. I don't know if he's done it with his eyes closed. I don't think I could do it with my no, eyes closed. Uh, and the touch typing isn't that good. Your touch typing isn't that good? Come on. I mean, it's, it's pretty good, but it's not that good. I don't think I could write a whole package build file with my eyes closed. I bet you could. You'll only know and you won't know until you try. Moving on. Moving on. What about you two? What what experience slash knowledge have you garnered about the various package formats out there? Go ahead, Jathan. Repeat the question. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a long show. What experience I know you've had experience with it. What experience do you have with packaging? Yes. So you're uh, probably angry with me to say this. I have. I know made... you're going to say it, and no. I told you not to do it, but you're going to say it anyway, so I'm just kind of bracing myself. Okay, well, uh, mute yourself for a second. <laughs> Pipe down, father. So, oh my god. A couple Papa, things. So I have me? made proper packages for both Rel and CentOS and Debian. Mm. Both suck, but admittedly, yeah. I think packaging for Debian is actually easier. I would agree with that, yeah. You also, However, in go ahead. You're forgetting a distro you did packaging for. Well, okay, yeah, Arch. I've definitely packaged for not Arch. Also for Site Linux. That's what I was talking about. Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rust in peace. Yeah. So Rest. Foresight was one of the I first know. rolling release distros I ever used. Mm-hmm. It was like a hiatus between Gen two and Arch. Yeah, it's no longer around, but I'm sure the, there's a Wikipedia article for it or something. Okay, so now keep going about the packages that you have built and maintained and are actually for distros that are currently still around. Yeah, so I think I still own one Arch package that will never get updated again ever <laughs> because it's like dead software. But here I yeah. am maintaining that one version that was the final release. Look at Those me. Those packages are easy, though. Yeah. yeah, Everything I do is easy. Everything's no. easy for me. No, that's um, not true. I'm a I, preacher. I, so <laughs> you're a preacher and a doctor and a scientist? And sometimes I'm a lawyer, but not. But you're also full of shit. None of those things. We at System Ministry now would like to take the time to say that uh, anything Jathan says, anything Jathan says, should not be held legally liable. And oh no, he he can be liable. Claiming he can absolutely be liable. Well, no, no, we have to call it out as a group because otherwise, like, all right, number one, if he gets his ass in jail, that's sure whatever. We're down a host. Yeah, sure whatever. (laughs) Just basically, don't listen to anything Jathan says seriously. Some things I say are no, good. You, no, <laughs> some things can Tell be good. Tell me one thing you said good. Anything, all right, anytime Jathan talks about his, what his profession and credentials are, just don't listen to him. How you should that? listen to me if you're curious about Puppet. You uh-huh. should listen to me if you'd like to know about ZFS. And okay. you should listen to me if you would like to know about Slurm. Yes. Slurm. I'll say Slurm. Okay. As yes. in the compute cluster <sighs> scheduling software. Right, not the, not the drink from, right. from Futurama. Right, right, that thing. So anyway, what was the original question again? Oh my <laughs> Experience God. with packaging. Oh, oh yeah, so, uh, so it begins. Arch packaging, I wouldn't really consider packaging in a traditional sense because you don't actually make a package. You make a script that builds a package, sort of. Well, that's what you do with all of them. Yeah, except one of them you distribute Source the steps. script and one of them you distribute the actual package. No, I mean, you can, you can distribute... Dis- Descri- wow. Distribute huh? RPM spec files. Distribute. Yeah, yeah, you can, but most people you know, don't. True. It's very rare that you see but something like here's it's the spec It's easier to do that in like a Git repo than yeah, yeah, yeah. you know right. what I mean. You're right. So it, it's a little different, but that's more has more to do with just the packaging structure more. So anyway, what I have found is for my environment, the only things I'm packaging are primarily pieces of scientific software like i'm not packaging custom versions of other things that are meant for production purposes outside of running on the compute cluster that sounds bad 
<laughs> but, you know, I'm not, like, repackaging Nginx with special compile flags or anything mm. like that. And so mm. what I have found is that going through the trouble of creating a proper spec file and making a proper RPM is not worth my time at my current position for my current purposes. I'm going to disagree with that, but we're going to talk more about you're it. Gonna disagree we're going to talk more about that. I don't that care about your feelings. It's not feelings, Jathan. It's experience, but keep going. You don't even have any. What? Excuse you? <laughs> you I've were... got maybe like double the amount of experience you do. Not with regards to this. With packaging, I do. Not with FPM. So anyway, there's this tool called <sighs> FPM that essentially you can very easily create packages for multiple distros in a kind of hacky way. It does not produce like a proper RPM. It does. It's like yum installable and all that. But it is missing certain pieces of metadata and all kinds of other shit that if you use a proper spec file, you will have. I know I've talked about F or FPM in an episode before. We'll link to it in the show notes. Don't listen to Brent. He's a goddamn curmudgeon. <laughs> no. There, no, 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 no. Stop. You it's my just, turn. It's my turn. Did you this just is my turn. Not say I am on the fucking rails it, right it's now. It's a hacky. All right. It fine. is a little bit hacky. I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is depending on your use case the time savings of using FPM over writing proper spec files is worthwhile. And this is why it's worthwhile for me. Mm. See here, I'm telling you why it's worth it for me. Tell us why. Tell us why. I can hire a student that is familiar with with Bash or Python scripting, and they can create packages without knowing how CentOS or RHEL or RPM in general works. And that is an easy way for me to pass off a large part of my workload to somebody who gets paid less, needs the experience, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that they should never learn how to make a proper package or anything else. I'm telling you for my environment and the purpose of me using packages on my compute cluster, it is a much more efficient option. I'm not saying that everybody should do it. Including you, Brent, because I know that you're a goddamn fuck and you're not going oh to. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's my this issue. This is where it. you're wrong, Jathan. It is. This it is, is the section I love fucking everything about. Okay. <sighs> so you're you're not getting any experience. You're not giving any experience to anyone by saying just run this command. They're, right. They've learned right. nothing about have the them, RPM have format. Have fucking write the shit. At right? all. They've learned nothing about the RPM format. They have no idea what an actual proper RPM looks like because the RPMs it builds aren't proper RPMs. Right. It will, right. if you try and build packages with it, they will fail the community standards for yes, accepting packages. Yes, I didn't say it wouldn't. No, to your credit, you did say they would. But my point is, if you're packaging something internally and it's software that your company has written that wants to open source and provide to other people, you can either give them a spec file and say, look, I've already even got a spec file, which means it's 10 times at least more likely to be included in their repository. You actually make me want to drink so much. Because I have good points. You have you good don't points, think about dude, them. but I'm one person trying to do how much shit. Okay, well, and that's my other point, right? Oh, you talk about this fuck. this huge burden of spec maintainerships. You write the spec once, and if you did it correctly, you just change the version number every time there's a new version released. That's it. So I don't understand where all this dichotomy you have in your mind of okay do you want to know how fpm works can i publish I, honest I have to God, used it can i publish a very basic packaging script that utilizes fpm in my environment to make an rpm will you put it in the show notes i guess it's going to be like one line so i don't know if that really counts as a script. no no it's more i'll do uh so i run i'm a goddamn daredevil i run <laughs> centos on my compute cluster and i install my own version of python in opt 
Yeah. Crazy that in the last four or five years, I still haven't broken anything. But hey, I live on the edge. I will show you the fucking script I used to build Python 3 on the compute cluster. Okay. And then why, I'll why even include... I'll even the... include... Okay. Because IUS wasn't around, and this is how we do it. It probably was. It it's was. been around for like 10 years. Your mom, 10 years. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Keep going. What the fuck? It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? So, Plus 3-4 was a nipple, too. But. Okay. So... The yes. fact is, when you see the script, I'm fucking, I, I, I don't, I'm linking to it right now. I need a okay. minute. Give me a minute. Okay. All right. I hate when I type, I have a fucking alias that's work, mm-hmm. but sometimes when I'm drinking, I type walk instead. Good job. Jathan, did you know that if you wrote a proper spec file, you probably wouldn't even need the script because you what could have you all mean? the preparation done in the spec file itself? What do you, dude. Okay. I'm dude. pasting it in IRC. That's how short this is. Okay. 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 Um, this we're, we're sitting here bated of breath. our seats waiting bated for him breath. to paste it. 14 lines. Get ready, baby. Baby breath. Okay. This is how I package Python Oh, this is going to take forever. Why no. don't you just paste bin this? Yeah, why don't you paste bin this? I'm three lines into the script now, and it's it's going one every two seconds. Uh, <sighs> okay, yeah, you could have done literally all of this inside the spec file. Yeah, I know I can. I never said, like... FPM enables me to do something I couldn't do okay, otherwise. So, so now you have two dependencies. You've got FPM as a dependency to, for building your package. That goddamn Ruby and installable you, shit. It's so hard also, to install FPM. And you also have an external script that calls FPM just to build your package when you could use a That's standard kept process. In Git. That you, my point is, you could use a standard process to build all of your RPMs if you put all this in your spec. One command, just loop over the package file names, done. Oh my god, you're a piece of shit. Why why am I a piece of shit? Because I'm right on this. No, dude, it's so much more work. No, it's not, because you do it once. You don't do it once. You absolutely do it once. Do you know how many... does it take you... Okay, hold on. Yes? Okay, this is not even an up-to-date copy of this repo, because I can't clone it from here. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hold on. Oh my gosh. 207 packages that I build. Okay. What's your point? I'm going to need 207 spec files. Yeah, you're good at your... Okay, in case you didn't know, FPM's doing that under the hood anyways. I understand that. But do you know that I can teach a fucking student how to install something in temp? Okay, Jathan, number one, why would you ever do that? Your temp should be no exec, ideally. Secondly, why? Why would that ever have any use, Jathan? What do you mean? Because all they have to do is literally install something into an arbitrary directory, like their home directory. And you're going to manage that with RPMs. What do you mean? No, I'm saying, look at what I just fucking pasted to you, the script. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Configure prefix equals blah blah, make make install dester. This could just as easily say home, brunt, butthole. You could do that in spec files too, what's your point? It is harder, though. It's no, harder it's for not. somebody who is not familiar with I build RHEL or all my R- to do. No, I build all my RPMs as a regular user. You show me your spec file for building Python 3. Well, there's already one, so I wouldn't even need to write one, Jathan. Let me see it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll show it to you after this. <laughs> we need to get back to it. We're including it in the top. notes for a comparison. I'll link to it in the notes. How about That's that? That's fine. Okay. Point being, you're not teaching them anything. Right. I understand. I'm not okay. trying to teach them shit. I'm that... trying to get stuff out of them. <laughs> 
no. All right. Well, then what? Dude, well, what happens when they break? Easy... What happens when they need to ha- build a new package? They haven't learned anything about packaging. Oh. And you're gonna need a new wrapper every time you add a new package, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, but for most of these, honestly, I can just download a new source, change the version numbers, and I'm good to go. Guess what you can do with spec files, Jathan? Probably the same thing to some extent. Right. No, the same exact thing. <laughs> you can do the same exact thing with spec files. It's not really a, a strength here. Anyways, my point being, don't be lazy like Jathan and actually take the time to do it right because you only need to do it once and you're automatically going to build clean RPMs that would be accepted by community standards and there's a re- reason the community mm-hmm. standards exist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. Payton. Yes. Do you have any... Wait a second, I didn't even get to talk about... Uh, wait, there's one thing oh I actually forgot. Oh my god. Okay, what? I have made PIP packages before, too. Fantastic. Oh, well, I was, gonna talk, I was actually going to talk about those a little bit later, though. Oh, well, then never mind. Forget it. I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> Rewind Is time. it my turn now? Yes. Right. Yeah. Not, what not if you're going to talk about PIP. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, can you wait like 10 minutes to talk so, about it? So, I got a lot of grief because I said, oh yeah, I can talk about that. And then I said, but I can't really talk about it. So... I mean, I we do some packaging for SLES, of course. We have our own add-ons that we create. Yep. It's already been created, so all we really do is update it with you know information. So I don't actually build it. I haven't actually built it. And then also packaging is not really something that I'm, I'm like super into. But you know, we do do our own build for various things. Okay. That's uh, okay. Have you? It's RPM, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seuss, yeah. But they they use a different, they use a slightly different uh, RPM format. Slightly different, but yeah, but it's you know it works out. For but it, I'll put it this way: it's mm-hmm. like it's like Linux and BSD, right? If you know one, you know enough right. of the other one right, to get right, by. Right. So yeah. Okay, so it sounds like you haven't done any actual packaging, no. or any package designing yourself. We'll yeah, no, I haven't. Okay. No, you have? I have not. I have not. Have okay, not. got it. Okay, so this is probably going to be a new, uh, new topic, yeah. right? And I don't know if you're following everything Jason and I, I are talking I did, about, but I that's was, okay. Uh, got it. Okay, so now that we have the, the baseline, along with a, uh, <laughs> an unfortunate side argument, now that we have the baseline of our argument, on, of our experience on the table, I want to talk about how to... I guess do it sustainably because as Jathan and I were arguing just a couple minutes ago, it is very easy to update packages, but it's not something you want to typically do by hand if you can avoid it. Jathan chose to have an intern do it, I guess. I prefer to just script and cron it, but that's probably because we wouldn't get any interns. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You want to talk, you want to talk about PIP now, Jathan? Because this is going to be more general theory that I, I think would be best. Sure, I'll talk about it. So I uh, made my first okay. PIP package like two weeks ago or a week ago. Sent it to Brent, obviously received massive amounts of criticism because he's an old-ass man. But that's why you sent it to me, because you know it's going to improve your quality. So the thing is, I wrote a PIP package for somebody else's Python yep. library, which admittedly, it wasn't hard, but it was. it did lead to some things that like I probably could have done better Mm-hmm. If I knew specifics about it. And I've since gone back and fixed them. Good. All I'm going to really say about it is it's really fucking easy. And at this point, it's not a public package or I would share it. It's only hosted internally, but that's also really easy to do. Right. It's, it's not which, on the Pippi. It's on your Pippi. Yes. Got it. 
yeah, so it's relatively straightforward. And, you know, of course, I'm going to link to, like, guides and, and specs and stuff for all of these package formats we're talking about. Except maybe SUSE, because I don't know if they even have a packaging guide. They use RPM, though. Right? Yeah, but they also have some some inconsistencies with the rail format of RPM. So, got it. So I don't know. I think their FHS, you know, their distro personalized FHS differs a little bit, but that's all handled handled by macros anyway. So it really shouldn't matter. But whatever. I'd say there's like a 80% chance that if you write a spec file for rail, it's going to work for SUSE. They're pretty similar. But I'm gonna, you know, when I type up the show notes, I'll look for a, a SUSE specific packaging guide to see if it exists as well. And if so, I'll put it in there. Otherwise, I'll include one for Gen 2 because, you know, some some of our listeners may have high performance clusters that they need to tweak and tune every aspect of. And Nobody, I think I know of one university in the country that's still using Gen 2. Interesting. And it's, but never mind. I, I mean, there might be businesses too. I mean, the whole reason E-Trade used Gen 2, Risk and PC Trade, was... <laughs> So they could go out of business. No, that's not why they went out of business. They went out of business for some... I think because of some really shady business going on or something like that. Oh, oh, you know what it was? I think that when the housing market crashed, they lost a shit ton of money and they had to go bankrupt. I think that's what it was. Anyways, so E-Trade used to use Gen2 servers because it, they could tweak just about every component of the OS very easily. And... It helped them do very, very fast stock-related transactions. So if you have a need for like ridiculous amounts of performance, like getting the absolute most bang for your buck out of your hardware, Gentoo is probably a good bet. But you're going to need a staff, like a team of at least three people to design that, I would say, and maintain it. So whatever. Maybe not. It depends yeah, how not. many packages you're building from scratch. Well, I don't mean packages in general. I mean the op- operating system, the, the rollout, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah the tweaks okay. specifically. Yeah, but maybe it depends. So because, you know, the other thing with Gen 2 is it's pretty easy to start with like a base install and be like, OK, we're doing OK, mm-hmm. but improve and performance it... and tuning as you go. Like yeah. that's pretty doable with Gen 2. That's true. Yeah. You don't need to remove a lot of fluff at the beginning for sure. So there may be someone out there who does have a Gen 2 fleet or even a Gen 2 lab or something. And if that's the case, you know, I'll link to the Gen 2 packaging as well, but most, you know, most of the links are going to be CentOS and Red Hat. God, I miss Gen based. 2. Don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, but along with those, I will include a link to how to package Python packages that you can eventually submit to the Pippi. Jathan can't, obviously, because number one, it's for an in-house thing. Number two, it's not his software, so he can't it claim ownership. It's probably going to be public someday, but But you can't I... push it to Pippi still, because not... it's... Eventually, yes, I will. It's just right now it is not at that point. Well, you, it's not your software, so you can't claim ownership of the project, and you can't upload a package for it without claiming ownership of the project. You can, actually. Sort you, of. You can, no, you can't. <laughs> the Trust person me. who has written it, I have their permission to make a package of it. Okay, I see. Then you're, you're going to need to include a disclaimer with that, because otherwise well, it's going to Well, you put the maintainer name and email and stuff and the link to the source in it, and it's right. their personal repo, so... People would know who actually wrote it. It's okay, whatever. This is right, out I'm, of... I'm saying you, you still should include a plain text disclaimer or something. But anyways, because they don't really have like a... Oh no, the new version of Pippi does have a separate maintainer and author, don't they? Yes. Or am I thinking of... No, okay. no, it's part yeah. of the like spec, The, the revamp now, yeah. Yeah. They redid it like a year ago, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where was I talking? I don't write Pippi. So yeah, so it is, as Jathan said, it's very easy to make a Python package. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more difficult to do it well to the yeah. point where you would want other people installing it in because particular 
Yes. Well, what gets really interesting with Python is like optional dependencies. Yes. And like setting up your easy install script to account for like include this feature, but only if this dependency is already installed or chosen. And and even it, then, it's not you hard. Can't, it's just like it's weird. It is weird. And even then, you can't. They're only in, basically installing the package once, right? So you yes. can't dynamically manage that so yeah it, exactly. it gets to be a little bit hairy when you do it right and thoroughly yes now a lot of that lot being of said ifs. take yeah. advantage of pip install dash e which what makes does pip install dash e do editable install interesting okay yeah i did not know that so Learned for development new? purposes and if you're using an in-house repo i always install that way got it so you can sort of tweak things on the fly more easily interesting i did not know that yeah, really and you can have also do need to pip install dash e, and you can just paste a link to a GitHub repo, and it'll install it from source. There you go. So yeah, so pip actually is as much as we hate, and you and I are definitely in agreement on this, and we spent almost an entire <laughs> episode ranting about it, arguing, but somehow still being mostly on the same team. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I'm talking about hating. Yeah, out language of band specific. Band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we were both on. Par oh yeah, with, fuck with that. People that. who yeah. do that are dumb. Yeah. But of all of them, Pippi is the least dumb, I would say. So, Except for NPM. No, no, NPM's <laughs> pretty dumb. <laughs> They're pretty dumb. They've hosed more, they have a body count of systems they've hosed. Remember that time NPM got a baddie because they just accident, accidentally, I'm air quoting, accidentally removed Etsy? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's shit, what I mean. They've got package. a body count. Your system is gone now. I don't think Pippi has a body count. NPM does, so that's... Well, Pippi does, but it's more of like a sexual body count. No. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> hey, baby, Anyways. check out my package. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so like stated, Pippi is the least bad of them. And it is a good practice to provide Python packages for Python libraries that you write. Now, what was I going to talk about uh-huh. before we I reintroduced the, the Pippi thing? Standards, right. Specifically, some best practices. Now... Obviously, Jason and I hashed it out a little bit ago about <laughs> following the actual packaging spec. But in yeah, general, fuck that noise. no, no, you want to do it. There's a reason it exists, Jason. There's a reason the FHS exists it's because it's reliable and it's. But how many people follow it? I do. I know you do. So do I. That's one which, that I follow. Which means my systems are but easier to maintain. How many people do follow it? How many? Well, a better question would be how many people should follow it. There's generally. also, to be fair, FHS is sometimes ambiguous. I wouldn't Whereas say Whereas packaging specs are a little bit less ambiguous. They are more rigorous. Yeah. I wouldn't say the FHS is ambiguous so much as it is. Like, it's not really confusingly written. It just gives you a little bit of flexibility in some areas. Well, remember the time, it was like a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months at this point, you were like, I don't know where to put this. And we had like yeah. a conversation about it. Yeah, that's, but ultimately that, thing. that was allowed under the flexibility of it, not the ambiguity of it, right? Well, thank you, FHS, for supporting American freedom. Right. <laughs> America. So packaging specs are very thorough. They have very clear guidelines on, even Arch has very clear guidelines on what the package design should look like. And for good reason, right? For good reason. It has a huge fucking impact on system stability. Absolutely. Say what you want about RPM or the dev spec. Yeah. What do they actually call their, is that it? Like the dev spec? Is that a thing? uh, I can't, I can't remember. I feel like that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. But say what you want about them, but. You know, I don't run Debian in production, or even personally, I haven't in years. But, but I bet a couple of our listeners do. Yeah, yeah. But 
Centos and Red Hat are immensely fucking stable, and mm-hmm. Debian, for the most part, is in the same camp. Yep. Which is why they're the two largest Enterprise, server yeah. distros. Yeah. That being said, at least in America, I don't know. Europe, I think, has a huge... Europe's more SUSE. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But there's something to be said for having very strict package guidelines and very... I, again, I don't know where Debian falls on this, so I apologize. I didn't think we were going to go down this path, but, <laughs> you know, like Red Hat and they publish guidelines for like what designates possible updates within a package line for a given mm-hmm. major version of their distro. Yeah. Or is minor this, version is of this the distro. a minor version and or is a patch version? Yeah. And it's yeah. very specific. And so like, if you have any questions about patching Red Hat or CentOS, like, is this update going to be breaking in any capacity or whatever? Like you can very clearly find that information if you try. Yeah. Debian actually is more, I would say there's more red tape, so to speak, in Debian than there even is in RHEL. Are they really? Like, do you get older packages on Debian than RHEL? No, actually. Recently, Debian's kind of upped their package maintaining well, cycle. So, so you actually CentOS, tend to get though, some... Like, CentOS no. created... <laughs> so think... you, you're actually going to get a newer version of some packages on Debian than you will on CentOS 7. Yes, but compared to last year, for example... Who was that? CentOS has had, like, Python 3.6 and, like, so many more Python 3.6 packages have become available in CentOS. And I think that that was a deliberate effort by CentOS devs to incorporate more packages more readily. Or maybe it was Red Hat that's doing it. I don't know. Well, yeah, it would be Red Hat. Not necessarily, though. I think they do have, at this point, some... Red Hat is always upstream of CentOS, but I do think there's some CentOS devs who push things to Red Hat on a volunteer basis. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it hits Red Hat before it hits CentOS. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But by minutes... Most of the time. Yeah, sometimes. We'll, we'll go with sometimes. It, that's true. I mean, honestly, the most that I pay attention to is kernel updates, and they're almost okay. always hours apart. That's it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the critical part of the OS, so that's something you want to keep close in line. But usually, if you fill, if you open a bug about a package issue... They often send CentOS, you back to Red Hat. They will yes. send you back to Red Hat to open a right. bug there, yeah. Which makes yeah. sense. Not... But it doesn't make it any less infuriating, because it's like, oh, you, yeah. you guys are closer to the Red Hat devs than we are. Like, you can't, you know? Yeah, advocate on our behalf, please. Right. But whatever. So, I mean, that being said, yeah, it is a good idea to, to follow those strict guidelines. Because, as I said earlier, you know, it does increase your chances of getting it introduced into the official repositories, which is a great thing, because then it means one less package you need to maintain for your own repository. And it also has been time proven to be much to be a wise decision in terms of stability and system design. Another good example is Gentoo would have like if a new library was updated, it has tools in place to sort of iterate through and yeah, pretty fix, much like a- fix broken libraries, basically. Yeah. yeah, because it would happen, you know, it, stuff happens with rolling release. And if you're putting your library in something like Optilib, it's not going to look in there to fix it. Yeah, It's going to look in user lib, user local lib, user lib 64, so on and Mm -hmm. so forth, like the actual standardized directories that the OS follows. So it is a good idea to follow the best practices of the distro that you're packaging for, for, you know, a multitude of reasons, obviously. But I don't think, I don't know, I can't think of a case where you would want to break that intentionally. Well, I can think of one, Python on RHEL. On rail, yep. Yeah, because Yum is Python-based, so you do not want to touch the system Python. So in that case, <laughs> you would I would probably put it in opt. 
That's where I keep mine. Yeah, if I was designing a package. But, you know, now since they've taken a lot more... Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention with all the new Python packages. I think that's because Python's just increasing in popularity. It's number one. It's the Yeah, but uh, they had a good number of them for Python 3.4 for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but Python's also been... It's just recently that they were like, fuck, we're two releases behind. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, that's part of it. I also wonder if... I think Python two being EOL, yeah, yep. in a you know less than a year at this point is contributing to that as well. Yeah, I am so stoked for that. I know we said I it last know. episode, but I'm so excited. I'm also though not because I know there's going to be like a huge swath of people who are like, oh yeah, my my product's yeah. not ready. Yeah, you need, and to I'm going to have to keep maintaining legacy Python too. Yeah, you need to deal with user Python. I don't, so I'm I'm much more excited about it probably. Anyways. So I think that's really the basics of it, because most of the meaty content is going to be in those guides that I link to. Yeah. Honestly, if you haven't made a package before and you consider yourself to be like a career sys admin. Mm-hmm. Or even you if you're just, just make curious. A package. Yeah. Well, yeah. But especially if this is something you are pursuing as a career or currently doing as a career or whatever, you should just do right. it. Because, because you will eventually need to anyway. You will need to do it. And it's or at least fix one. It's a good resume item, too. It is. Absolutely. But the big thing for me, like we used to compile all of our packages mm. manually all your software. on every yeah. node in our yeah, yeah, our software on every node of our compute cluster, which was and a waste. Yeah. It's a waste. Exactly. And eventually I was just like, this is stupid. We should be packaging. And that's why I'm packaging now. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, so it well we kind of hit we we kind of hit more upon that on the repository segment two episodes ago, you know, where it really does a whole lot for your infrastructure. It infinitely adds a whole lot of power to your I would say the biggest thing for me was consistency. Mhm. Mhm. Between package package naming and versioning, which is enforced by the package manager itself mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. the RPM spec and also it's it makes just so much less of a headache. Like once in a while, I would build all of my packages, honest to God, with Puppet, like through yeah, custom execs by Puppet. It, yeah. And it worked fine, except when it didn't. And then it was like, well, I have to go <laughs> to this one node and figure out why it's failing. Right. And in the meantime, you're just fucking burning through compute cycles for fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe that's... it'll build this time. And nope. Okay. Well, that's another, you know, couple million cycles wasted. Yeah. Not millions, but... Well, I, mean, I don't know what you're compiling. <laughs> you were compiling GCC, right? Yes. That's a fair number of cycles, my friend. Anyways, so yeah, the yeah, it, as Jathan was sort of going towards, it definitely simplifies your CM as well, your change management, oh, yeah. and your config management, and your config management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It instantly well simplifies because so it. not so many. Every major configuration management tool has. RPM support built in. And, and repository. Dev. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. repository management, yeah, all these things. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah. you know, doing something like I was doing with custom execs in Puppet, or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the salt equivalent is called at this point. Basically, basically if you, would... you were trying to, what I would do is execute a command that was basically make, make install, and then check the exit status. It'd be a Python state. Yeah. Yeah. And salt. So that's part of it. The other thing is. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Fuck it's, it all. The problem with these specific types of contents is like, again, like most of the meat is in the documentation telling you what steps you need to take to build a package and the actual package spec, you know? So it's, there's not a whole lot more we can talk about this, which is fine because, I mean, we're already at 52, mm-hmm. 53 minutes in the raw. This is a good episode, though. It is. It is short and sweet because it's probably going to edit down to about 
48 minutes, depending on how this long your This whole season is focused on short and sweet. I think that was mostly your design. So I like sex with Jathan. <laughs> I mean, you said it. <laughs> You're right, short, I just did. Short, gentle, and lots of crying. Lots on his crying. end, yes. <laughs> Only at the end, though. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> mostly at the end. Usually. Yeah, usually. There was this one girl. <laughs> okay, let's. We don't need to get into it on there. Okay. Damn it, cocaine oh girl. <laughs> you really just go there. It's okay. We haven't. We haven't. Uh, we've never said her actual name on air. No, so. nobody knows who she is. <laughs> Jayfine, do you want to give us your uh, yeah, your fifteen clams? 15 clams dig up, yeah. Dig up those clams for us. Get digging, bitch. Oh boy, a four by three. <laughs> so, uh, in particular, uh-huh. yeah. Are you no, sober enough to do this? No, I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Are you going to oh, try man, to make it up on the spot, or do you want me to remind you? No, 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 don't remind me, because it wasn't, I lied to you. <laughs> oh, you did, huh? Oh, because you of, wanted to keep it a surprise, but yeah, then you got so drunk thing. and forgot. Yeah, I forgot you the should, You should write down, like, don't I put know. it in the scratch pad I've if you don't want to, lesson. but write it down at least. I learned my lesson. Okay. What was I going to talk about? I feel like it was a good uh, one. I don't know, dude. <laughs> What are you going to talk okay. about? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> While we sit shit. here in awkward silence waiting for Jason. This is the worst day of my chirp, life. Chirp, 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 the chirp, worst chirp. night of your life, really? Maybe I'll just talk about the thing that I joked about. It wasn't a really good joke, <laughs> to be fair. No, it wasn't a joke. It was... <laughs> Heart attacks are funny. You should have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a lot funnier than what you suggested in the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. Uh, you got 15 oh, minutes the... to fail, Jathan. I know. Well, good thing it's going to take me that long to figure it out. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, I remember. And then it just cuts out. Yeah. What the fuck was I going to talk about? I feel like it was a good one. Oh, Jathan. Oh, man. Alcohol is bad. Um, well, then why, not do you, sure. why, do you dr- why do you drink it? Why are you drinking it then? Uh, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. boy. You're a bad boy. Baby Jason needs a spanking. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Give it to me, Papa. Oh my god, kill me (laughs) No, no, you have to call him Poppy. Um, Poppy. Right. I'm I'm gonna die. I'm I'm gonna have to to die. This is terrible. (laughs) I really wish I could think about it, because it was good. I can't believe you asked Yes. I need you to step up to the plate here. Okay. Baby Jason needs a spanking daddy. You need uh, to Yeah. You need to, <laughs> right, to punish right the fuck on that. <laughs> what the fuck was I going to talk about? Oh my God. Wait, okay, while I'm you're so doing sad. that, I'm going to I'm going to set it a new spot alias. <laughs> People are going to be like what is happening in this show? Don't cut this out at Adita. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> Also, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Part of the charm. Yeah, you I know your name's Adita. No, it's not. We've been over this on air even. It is I'm not. You're just right saying now. that to trigger all of us and it's triggered. I'm so pissed. Hi pissed, I'm dead. Hi dad, I'm pissed. Oh my god, I had a really good topic though. Okay. I mean if you didn't Do you write it save fucking it for down, next time, then Alright, you know. well I'm gonna just talk about it the other topic then. <laughs> okay, fine. So I recently have been dealing with some health issues. Nothing super serious, but just Things. Things. Stuff and, and things. So two weeks ago, I went to the doctor, and I walked into the doctor's office. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I I sat down, and 
And you put your legs on the stirrups. Yes, that, it was that <laughs> appointment. Right. I looked right at my butthole for a while. That's not where I was going, but okay, yeah. <sighs> but no, but I sat down. I was coming from work. Yeah. Went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of my appointment, they took my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. How high was it? And yeah, uh, like 161 over 92. Holy crap, dude. 160? Yeah. And, uh, Did they put you on medication? How old am I? You're, uh, I can't remember. Mid-20s. Yeah. I'm 25. 25. Yeah. My blood pressure was 161. Why? Why? You're Why? not going to make it to, to 35, dude. Why? <laughs> well, thank God, but... but <laughs> <laughs> no, why? Yeah. So the thing is, I have just been stressing out a lot about... Yeah, not just work. I mean, there's things outside of work, too, but mostly sure. work. And my doctor had very serious sit-down with me. At the end of my appointment, they retook my blood pressure to like 128 over 82. Well, a little bit close to the center. Still a little still, high. But, yeah. Still a little high. But what I will say is it was a big eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. As somebody who, you know, in college I played intramural sports all year, and I went hiking all the time, and, you know, just all the time I was outside doing this, doing that. And there's something to be said for working in fucking IT, and IT body is like a real thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something to be said, though, for having more of a sedentary lifestyle. And so just taking a minute to recognize, like, Working in IT is awesome, but it it is often very stressful because it's high stakes, right? Mm-hmm. Not for everyone, mm-hmm. I guess. But mm-hmm. you know, there well, are, there are nights that I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about fucking data loss. Like, obviously, we all put as much protection in place as we can against something like that, but it doesn't mean that you don't sit there and think about the worst case scenario where you would still be fucked. You know? Yeah. And uh, very likely lose your job. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. FBC and I think. A couple of things. So number one, if you do get fired or die because you have a heart attack. Why would you get fired because you have a heart attack? No, you'd get fired because you lost data, but you might have a heart attack because you're stressed out about losing data. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So number one, make sure you have like a hit by a bus worthy documentation. Yeah. And we use that phrase a lot on here. I uh, Hell, I use it a lot personally. Yeah, so do I. To clarify, we do have an episode where we talk a lot more about it, which I'll link to, of Mm -hmm. course. But- you know, short summary, how would your company survive if you were hit by a bus out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And that's honest. That is not just like a snarky, like hypothetical question. That's a serious question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't it's, know we, what's going to happen tomorrow. We cutely refer to it, but yeah, it's definitely. And, you know, yeah. there's some people who very selfishly think of it as job security. I'm yeah. the only one who knows how this works, so they could never get rid of me. First of all, everyone's replaceable regardless. Yep. Second of all, fuck you for being that guy. Don't be that guy. Third of all, or, I would never want like I. Be, you know why? Because no, right. That because you've been in the other me. person's shoes too. Well, that, but more. That means more of it falls on me. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to have to work. I don't want to work my ass off out of requirement. I, I like doing I, it for. I fun. mean, realistically, there should not be just one person who knows everything. It should be spread out among the team. Yep. You know, even you Always. know, or accessible. Well, to all, for for a, a number of reasons, right. not only because if you get hit by a bus, you're fucked, but. There might be a day when you just fucking need help. Mm-hmm. And you can point someone to a piece of documentation and say, this is how you do this. Can you do it? Yeah. And if the documentation is there, they're going to say, all right, I'll give it a shot. But if there's no documentation, they're going to be overwhelmed. They're not going to be able to help you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I kind of had a my own awakening experience in terms of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to get my teeth fixed up because they're, they're all sorts of messed up. So I was at the dentist and I have this great Did you almost dentist. die? No, I did not almost die. Is she hot? 
No, I have the, no offense to her or anything, but she's you know uh, she's like, <laughs> like mid to late listening, mid to late forties, maybe doctor dentist lady. I doubt it, but whatever. That's not relevant at all. My point is, you know, I have a fantastic dentist, and they're really comprehensive. What they do is they they take your blood pressure every time. Oh uh, yeah, mine too. My insurance requires it for any specialist. I think a to. lot of them do nowadays, but it used yeah. to not be. Which the is case. good, honestly. It is good. It is good, but it used to it's not good. be the case. But now, you know, the first my first appointment there, I don't think I was nervous because I didn't feel nervous. But my blood pressure was one thirty four over. Uh, I can't remember. It was high. It was definitely high. And I'm usually lower than what it should be. You know, I usually have a low blood pressure. So I, that was, it freaked me out a little bit. White coat syndrome is a real thing. Maybe, but I don't, you know, like I've always had it done at the doctor before and it would always test low. So this is the first time it was actually above what it should have been for me, even in a medical setting. So, you know, maybe, maybe not. But I, you know, I, I tried to keep that in mind. I've been trying to stay more calm and take more hours to myself and stuff. Which is good. Which is what you should be doing. Right, right. It's good. You know, I've been trying to take more weekends off. And good. it's down to 122 over something now, it's... which is a lot better Yeah. than 134. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, for me, you know, one of the big things I recognize is I just, there are a couple of things, but one is there are days when I just don't leave my desk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to save money right now. And a big part of that is I've been bringing lunch to work instead of going out. That'll do it. But that also means I heat it up and I sit at my desk and eat it. So I still don't leave for lunch even. Mm. So you, you, should, a, uh, you should definitely cafeteria? Yeah, you should definitely go somewhere or lounge? else Yeah, kind of. Like you should try and leave yeah, your yeah. desk. I've been making you know? it a point for like, sure. The whole point is... You can, but, people you know. will make you leave for lunch if you cook fish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So the other thing is... Yep. I actually went out and... As much as I hate them for some uh. reasons, I bought myself a Fitbit. Okay. Because what I have realized is like... There are some days at work when I am walking around the building a lot more... Or I'm at the data center or an off-site data center or whatever. Mm -hmm. And other, ways, other days where you're not. And other days where I'm really not. And so... Honestly, just having something that vibrates on my wrist every hour and says, go take a walk down the hall and come back. Mm -hmm. It's been three weeks now, and my resting heart rate has dropped eight beats per minute. That's good. Yeah. In yeah, three that's, weeks. That's, that's, that's actually really like good. pretty good. Did I tell and you? And for me, I have like a very strong physiological response to stress. So yeah. like when I start getting stressed out, I can feel my heart beating like much faster than usual. I and think my, you experience that more than I do. Probably. I've never, yeah, I've never really I had experience that it more than most people. Uh, okay, I see. So did I tell you my plans for the new office whenever, whenever my freaking house sale goes through? For my office, I'm going to have a stationary bike and a treadmill with a desk on them. Oh, yeah, I like nice. that. Nice. Because I'm, I'm you, home, you know, I'm, I'm home all day long anyway. So. Just start with an under desk. You can get just like the foot part of like a bicycle. Oh, like the, well, I was thinking maybe a standing desk because then it would fit both, right? Yeah, like a, probably. But then I wouldn't be able to have it up against so, the wall. I don't know. So I'll, I'll have a standing to, desk is good it, and all, but they found that actually standing too long can cause, you know, damage as well, too. As bad it's, a problem. Right. You, no. You wanna, well, I, I try would, to alternate. You want to so like, like you you alternate, but. To sit or lean at least instead of just standing all the time. You know? Supposedly, the other thing, though, about yes. sitting, if you're going to sit all day and you don't have a standing desk, or keep even your if you back do, straight. but you're sitting on, keep your back straight, but take the arms off your chair. Yep. Yeah. Because then go. you can't lean on either side. That's true. That yes. has improved my posture a fuck ton in the last year and a half or two years now. Yeah. I ha Or if you really... I love arms. They do have uh, computer chairs that with arms that flip up, so that also helps a lot. Because yeah. at least you have the option. But yeah, try and avoid armrests. 
That's a very good point. But yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, Payton. I, I, the standing desk would be just to fit a, a treadmill and/or stationary sure. bike under it. it that's. I mean, that's that's a that's a very. I don't know what the right word to say for that. That's a very uh, lofty goal, and I really hope that you do do it because <laughs> being static. Oh, I biked. Being, I biked all the time in New right, Orleans, but but, but yeah. being static is, oh. is so terrible for you. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you guys yeah. remember or not, but I, you know, a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago. I was on a new diet, and I mean, mm-hmm. I have been static for you know ten plus years now, at least. Like I, I just I sit at my desk, I do my job, and I don't get walk around, and don't move, and that's definitely led to a lot of problems. And so, mm-hmm. if I can save just one person from that sort of issue, like you know, I want to do it. You know, so yeah, I mean, I'm not sitting there saying you need to stand all the time or sit all the time, but you know, at the most. If it's been an hour, get, Make an get up and walk care, around for yeah. 10 minutes, you know, stretch, yeah, you and, know. And that's the big thing is like, you know, if you set up your Apple Watch, mm-hmm. Samsung Watch, whatever the fuck, Fitbit, yep. it, tell you to take 250 steps every hour. Yeah. Like, if I get a notification at 11.50 that I haven't hit 2.50 in the hour, I get up, I walk down the hall, I get a drink of water on my way at the water fountain, I come back, I have, you're taking care of several problems. And it's yeah. so much easier to be... Ahead of the yeah, game. I, like, I have a, I have a thing are, that says, take a drink of water, you know, and that's every hour or so. And it's just helpful, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we are not superhumans. We, you know, this idea that we can't leave our desk for even a minute because something might happen is bullshit. You know, if you're... That's why we have phones. Right, that's where we have a phone. That's where we have the ability for someone to come up to you and say, hey, you know, this shit has fucked up. And you get back to it, you right. can go, okay, great. But you don't need to be sitting right at your desk the entire time, you know, or you can be, yep. but get up and stretch, get up and walk around, get up and, you know, go talk to somebody else in another cubicle for a minute. You know, they need the distraction just as much as you do. Now, if you're doing it every five minutes. I don't minutes, know about that. <laughs> if you're doing it every five minutes, that's a problem. But realistically. I prefer my distractions to not involve people. I, but... <laughs> sure. Well, you also work from home. So fuck you. Anyway, right. <laughs> my, 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 my point is right, we, right. Are, we are social creatures, number one and number two. It is so much more helpful for you if you get up and get the blood flowing. Like, it's just, yeah, it does yeah. more for you than you realize, you know? I think we're ready to close this out. I don't know. I want to rant some I, more I about, you know, standing up your well, desk. Well, you can... <laughs> yeah, but it, we're already at an hour nine. Well, so. some people like to lay down while I they work. I want to sleep while I work. I don't lay down. I recline. I'm at an That's an exactly what L. you... Th- Tell your boss. I wasn't sleeping. I was reclining and resting my eyes. I was doing an eyelid inspection check. No, I don't. I mean, if I fall asleep, I'll tell him. Yeah, sorry. I was taking a nap. 1099 MISC, baby. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. This has been Sysadminist Trivia. I am Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Pete. See you around.